Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. We're getting back into it. This is our show where we come and kind of chat about the other stuff because, uh, well, right now it's mostly because uh, we took a month off and didn't do any research during that period on a main topic. So we're going to do this again and jump back into the yeah. real episodes next time. Yeah, it is, uh, it is weird getting back into this. This is the first time in our what, two and a half years that we've been doing this, that we took any sort of significant break. Like, I think we we averaged once a year, we would be one week off with a uh, with an episode. But we've certainly never taken a break this big. I would say, hey, it was nice having a break, but we were plenty busy in the meantime. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a reason besides we wanted a break from podcasting to, uh, to take this break. So it, uh, it was justified and we're back i'm not sure if i missed the recording the podcast and i certainly didn't miss editing it but uh i did i was like <laughs> well fuck you then i guess we're only back for one no. week and then we're done no, but like <laughs> nice seeing you but folks. uh like like a couple weeks in it was like man i think this is the longest i've gone without hanging out with john in a very long time like, i don't think i saw you for like almost two weeks yeah even through uh quarantine time like when I wasn't going inside anywhere or hanging out with anybody, I would still just go hang out at your house like once or twice a week outside, yeah. you know, and just talk to people <laughs> from a distance because I needed it for my sanity. But I mean, I, I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about my fucking surgeries, but I think, yeah, in, in, in the time since the last time we spoke on air, I've had two more eye surgeries. So I was, uh, I was taken out of the game for a little bit and it's been stupid <laughs> stupid jerk eyes yeah according to my doctor when i asked him like you know what caused this he's like hey you got a sick eye i'm like yeah well because <laughs> that's one way of putting it so we did that and we did uh we did our kickstarter fulfillments um as of this release everything should be gone and out the vast majority of everything are you know we we've got a couple stragglers on our uh, on our custom art but other than that uh you know packages are in the mail you said your wife spent two hours at the post office yeah the other she day. did i guess they have to like type in every single address and i sent her in there with like 70 boxes <laughs> yeah. she said the people behind her were not happy uh like there was audible groans when they were almost done with the first box and she went out to the car to bring in the second box <laughs> <laughs> but hey that's the fucking post office that's what you get fucking people mailing shit yeah going to the dmv and getting pissed that, that you get a you get a you know g16 and it's only on g02 it's like whatever you're you're at the dmv you're gonna be sitting for a while yeah. and then Fuck it comes off. up with like b 10 through 35 before you see a single oh. fucking g pop up fucking absolutely DMV. So, uh, yeah, new stuff. I've got some older stuff. I've got some newer stuff. I was kind of taking notes throughout, like, anytime I saw something that was like, oh, that's cool, I'd, I'd write it down. Uh, but, like, some of this shit's pretty old at this point. Yeah, I feel like that's what we normally do. And I've just been, I've been so out of the game this whole time that I didn't even take any notes. I was just like, eh, whatever. When we get back into it, um, we'll, we'll just play catch up. I, I wasn't even prepared for you to have any notes, so... I'll sit in on it, but otherwise I was just going to talk about things I'd seen since the last time we were around. Man, with two eye surgeries, you managed to see anything? <laughs> I still got one good eye. 
It was two surgeries in the same eye. Um, so let's see, what do I got to lead this? I guess one of the older news items I got, uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife released that, um, the, the mini puffed clip with uh, all the little mini stay puffed marshmallow man, men cooking each other and causing trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Cute, cute little stay puffs. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure how I feel about it and like, or what it says about the tone of the movie. Like, is that, a, is that actually in the movie? Was it just something they released to like, you know, baby Yoda, everybody and be like, Oh, look at those cute little things. I want that on a keychain. <laughs> yeah. Smart. If they did. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. There's never actually been a, an actual product tie in with stay puffed marshmallows. Are they real? Or like, or like, like, no. just like, yeah, like make some stay puffed marshmallows. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm surprised Nabisco never made a deal with uh with Sony to to make Stay Puff marshmallows. I would buy them just because they've got the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man on them. I was kind of disappointed when I saw it. Like I was just like, oh, like is this the tone they're going for this movie? Just kind of like goofy comedy because I was kind of hoping it wasn't necessarily going to be that. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So if you want, if you want to take a. Uh, a 35 second clip and take it way too seriously. Go do what Ben did and go analyze that mini stay puffed thing. I mean, I don't think it's too seriously. It's just, uh, you know, like I was kind of hoping that it would be like, it looks like it was supposed to be more of like a, you know, coming of age kind of adventure movie, maybe with, with like a ghostbusters pastiche. Like it's clearly not going to be, what the original Ghostbusters was. And I, I'm glad they're not yeah. trying to make it be that. And I'm hoping it's not going to be what Ghostbusters 2016 was, which seems more like what the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man thing was. It was closer to that camp hmm. than to what I was thinking. And it, it just got me a little nervous. All right. So I guess let's see. Older stuff I got. Uh, the Shang-Chi trailer came out. That was like, what, a week or two ago now? Yeah, yeah, we got we got Marvel's Shang Chi and the what is it, Legend of the Ten Rings, something of the right. Ten Rings. The, yeah, I mean Shang Chi is the master of kung fu from Marvel Comics, and that is all I know about the character. I know there is a character named Shang Chi who is a master, maybe the master of kung fu. Um, so I I don't I don't have a whole lot to be. Um, you know, like I, I can't watch the watch that trailer and see Easter eggs. I think the most obvious Easter egg is, you know, the talking about the Ten Rings in the title. Is that going to be the the uh, the same Ten Rings as the terrorist organization from Iron Man that the Mandarin was the head of? Like in the trailer, like it's it's his dad or something being like, it's time for you to get back into it. Yeah, like, his dad's calling him back. Is that supposed to be the Mandarin or is the Mandarin? Uh one of the other evil looking dudes we saw in there because they, they didn't in Iron Man, they didn't really have the Mandarin in it. It was like a red herring. kind. No, of. they did not. They had Trevor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's the, uh, at least prevailing theory right now. And, and with Marvel, they aren't really in the business of humongous shockers, uh, these days. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if, uh, if that was, exactly what it is if his dad's the mandarin and that's the big conflict is that he's being called back to head up a terrorist organization for his father and but he's learned to like america yeah the uh i mean i'm kind of stoked for it because uh, it looks like a uh, good sized budget release uh kung fu movie and i like kung fu flicks 
you know, if it's a cool kung fu movie with some Marvel, you know, tropes layered on top, that could be fun. Yeah, yeah. I ho- I hope they do the fighting well because there there's a there's a huge. Let's see what's the word I'm looking for. I, Hollywood has gone in the direction of using lots of cuts rather than fast paced, well choreographed fighting in movies. And I and that that's what I feel is missing from a lot of a lot of these. Uh, you know, action flicks like, or, you know, some, something like, uh, like the daredevil series had good fight scenes in it. Like it wasn't just a lot of up close, quick cuts, even though they did do that. But I mean, you could tell that, that they, that they took the fight scenes seriously yeah. and weren't trying to cut around bad choreography or bad fighters. I mean, and this is a, you know, it's a theatrical release. Marvel movie about the master of Kung Fu. So it should, I'm expecting some masterful Kung Fu is some good fucking fight choreographing out of this movie. So fingers crossed. Hopefully they deliver while we're on the topic of fight choreography, mortal (laughs) combat. Yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. That was, that was a movie that came out. Um, yeah, I watched it just the other day. I got to it about a week late. It was funny. Um, you know, we did our episode on Mortal Kombat with, uh, with Casey Thomas, uh, what, a couple months ago now. And, um, let's see, I got a message from Casey. It was uh, Thursday, the 22nd. And he said, guess what comes out tonight? And my reply to him, and this is totally legit. I said, I had no idea until I thought about who it was texting me. <laughs> so of course it was Mortal Kombat and he watched it right away. Um, it took me about a week to to get to it, but I mean, Casey was a huge fan of it. I won't read all, all of his text messages that he sent me about it, but he really loved it. I, you know, whatever it was, it was a movie. I thought it opened up fantastically i the opening scene was great and i was in um i'm not i'm not really big on the the cole character or the actor that plays him it it was kind of a weird decision for them to make the main character of the movie an unknown character like a brand new character like he's not like like i kept wondering like so who is this fucking guy who's he supposed to be and like at the end i'm like like i have i still have no idea who he's supposed to be is he supposed to be one of the other? Nope. I get, he's just a new guy. Like, okay, yeah. great. That's what I came to the Mortal Kombat movie for. New characters. Yeah. And spending, you know, half of the movie's exposition time on it. I thought Kano was hilarious. Like Kano was fucking great. Yeah, he great. fucking carried the movie. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking spot on. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I think it met my expectations. You know, they weren't super high. Like it, it did the things I wanted it to do for the most part. It had some, some pretty cool fight scenes, some cool fatalities. Uh, there was a couple of the fatalities that I thought they, uh, they phoned in a bit that weren't quite as extravagant as I would have wanted. Yeah. That's what I was thinking when you said, you know, some cool fatalities, my, my knee jerk reaction internally was not enough. Yeah. You know, once, once they get around to it without spoiling anything, once they, they really get into that fatality with Kung Lao, I was just like, oh, yeah. oh fuck. Yeah. Like, here we are. We're, we're in. And he said flawless victory. He only said it once and it was appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I stopped and I thought about it. I was like, was it flaw? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. That was a flawless victory. Um, it, it seemed like, like they spent a lot of time with just 
the good guy team just getting their asses whooped. Like when Liu Kang shows up, I'm like, oh shit, it's it's an already developed Liu Kang. Like we don't have to follow his journey again like we do in the games or in the yeah. original movies. But then once fighting starts, he's just getting his ass kicked. He hardly ever does anything but that for the rest of the movie. Like they took all the spotlight yeah. off of him and put it on fucking Cole dude I don't care about. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I can say about it though, that I liked it more than Godzilla versus Kong. And, and I, and I was thinking about like, why was that? And even though it wasn't a very well written, like this is not, you know, no one's going to get a writing Oscar for this movie. No, not even close, but it was tightly written. Like there wasn't a whole lot of like fluff or shit that didn't advance the plot. Like everything, that, everything yeah. you saw moved the plot forward in some fashion or another, or was relevant to what was going on. Whereas Godzilla versus Kong had, you know, mostly shit that didn't matter. (laughs) 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 That you could have removed and it would add no consequence on the movie whatsoever. Yeah. And and this isn't exactly a glowing review for the movie, but I kind of feel like if this thing was like 45 minutes and released like on the internet as a primer for an actual Mortal Kombat movie about the tournament, I would have enjoyed it more. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I don't know about, uh, spoiler alert, uh, they don't even get to the tournament. Yeah, th- this this is set up for a for a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess there are there are Mortal Kombatants in this flick, but, you know, it's it's all it's there's a lot of world set up. And a lot of just one-on-one fights. I mean, I I think if anything, they treated the Scorpion Sub Zero story with with a good amount of of reverence. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that stuff. Yeah, no, I think they did a great job, and they and they totally set it up. Like I was a little disappointed with uh, the final fatality, uh, but I realize why they went the way they did because they're setting it up for uh, the next movie. Yeah, trying yeah. to walk around spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and this this is something that um you know just like with Godzilla versus Kong when we talked about it, I had just watched the uh, the pitch meeting on Screen Rant for it, and it just summed up everything I felt about the movie and why. Same thing for Mortal Kombat. I watched it earlier today, and I was like, "Yep, like this is exactly what is right and wrong and silly about about this movie." Yeah, like I, I mean. I don't regret watching it. I don't imagine a time that I'm ever going to put it on again. I mean, I, I think but, of the three Mortal Kombat movies, it's probably my favorite. Yeah, see, I'm I got a soft spot for the original, yeah, and and you know, getting that music sting from the from the original one was was pretty slick. Yeah, yeah, that that's nostalgia though. That's not because it's a better yeah. movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> I guess speaking of things that I've that I've watched, another another geek centric. Uh, series that's been going on is Invincible on Amazon, which was just renewed for a season two and three. Oh, nice! Um, they they announced that a day before the uh, the season finale for episode or for season one um, hit the old streaming airwaves. I don't know what it's called, the old stream. So what'd you think? Because I have I, I it's been on my to watch list for the whole month, and uh, I have not gotten around to watching it. Yeah, I got to it late uh, with this one as well. So, I mean, I guess that was a good thing because then there were several episodes I could watch. So I haven't watched the whole first season, but I am really, really enjoying it. 
Like, I think it is well-made. I think the voice acting is fantastic. It doesn't shy away from, from blood and gore, but it's not, it's not like, uh, like B horror movie exploitative about it. You know, like I was, I was trying to tell Angelina about it to see, to gauge whether or not she would be interested in it. Cause she doesn't like, you know, like torture porn, turbo gore, but she doesn't mind a little gore in a horror movie or something. So I'm, I'm just not sure. But like, it was like, whereas, you know, the justice league cartoon would have aliens come through a portal, shooting laser guns, flying, you know, their big vehicles and making explosions happen. You know, and that's all you see. You see people running and screaming. Invincible will do the same thing, except just here and there, you will see an actual laser blast, like hit a human and sort of liquefy them. Yeah. But it's just like, it's like a split second yeah, moment. It gives it some weight, you know, like, like, yeah, people yeah. are dying. That's a problem. Yeah. And without spoiling things like there, there are a couple parts that are more than just momentary gore but the the scene like it gives the scene weight like the the scene asks yeah it's not gratuitous it. like the boys because the boys is pretty like it, like they are you know some of that stuff there it's there for the gore and they built the story around it yeah yeah i think it's 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 like one step step removed from the from the boys like it would fit comfortably in with the boys but, but yeah, but it is more, it is more story warranted just by a little bit. For the record, I have no problem with gratuitous violence either. Like, <laughs> like fucking no. love the boys. And the boys is great. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to, uh, the boys season three. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I will, it'll, it will stay on my to watch list. I, I will get around to watching it here. Yeah. I recommend this thing very much. So more like, like more, more than mortal Kombat. That is for sure. But I think that's I think that's all I've been watching. Angelina and I started watching Rock of Love again, the old Brett Michaels reality show. Lame. I mean, I enjoyed it back then, and I'm I I enjoy it for the most part now. But holy crap, dude! Like last night, I had nightmares about this chick Lacey that just she needs to go, man. Like she needs to be off that show. Having nightmares about reality star contestants. That's oh, that's horrible. Like, well, she she. Oh man, without getting into, into any details because it would take too long, she bothers me in the same way having an argument with your drunken uh mother-in-law bothers me. Where like yeah. everything that she says is bullshit and in her head it's according to some plan she has, but you know it's not. It is 100% bullshit and you can see it, but then she's like, "Yeah, exactly. I did this." <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> uh, gross i know you know what i'm saying oh i absolutely do um all right so the other stuff i got uh jeff goldblum is going to be joining the cast of uh dark dice which is a, a like a D actual play podcast for he's joining for season two he's gonna be playing a sorcerer i believe I would love yeah, to listen. So I'm, to that. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a listen. I'm, I'm curious how that's going to go because he's, uh, he's got a great voice, but he, he's, uh, he just uh, kind of stumbles around a lot and stammers and love it. And so I'm, I'm curious to see what this character he's going to be playing and how, how gold blummy it's going to be. <laughs> Man, how do you land a season long guest like that? Like. Is is that like Joe Manganello's podcast or something? Like like is, is does it have other celebrities on there? 
you can answer once you're done uh, being a being a professional. Funny thing phone. is, those are your text messages coming through. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I sent like two hours yeah. ago, right? Wow. Not as far as I know. Like I'd never heard of it before. Uh, like I said, it's called Dark Dice. It's their second season. So like they've been around before, but, uh, I am not like reading the folks that are in it and, you know, Travis Vengroff produces and edits it. Uh, Caitlin stats wrote the adventure. Like, I don't know who the, any, who any of these people are. So Mm -hmm. maybe they just know somebody like this, like one of their buddies knows Jeff Goldblum was like, yo, you want to play D and D with us? And he was like, sure. In which case, yeah, fucking awesome. Way to go. Yeah, he's going to be playing an elven sorcerer called Balmur. Bal- Balmur, maybe? B-A-L-M-U-R. Um, and when does when does that drop? Um, May 12th. So soon. Oh, shit. Yeah. I queued it up. I'm going to start listening to the first season. What else you got? You want science or video games? Video science. No. Um, doesn't matter. Surprise me. Potpourri for 500, Alex. I'll hit science first. So, uh, Max Hodak, like the, he's the, I think he's like the head guy at, uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink tweeted, um, it was a few weeks ago now that, uh, his quote was, we could possibly build Jurassic Park if we wanted to, wouldn't be genetically, genetically authentic dinosaurs, but maybe 15 years of breeding plus engineering to get super exotic novel species. And, uh, all I know is if Elon Musk can bring me dinosaur vacation and space vacation before I die, he will be a patron saint as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Well, I mean, doesn't it take three miracles to be a saint? Like all we need is time travel then we're good. Or jetpack. I bet he could figure out a jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just needs to refocus on the things that are important, like time travel and jetpacks and dinosaurs. Fuck these yeah. electric cars. Imagine imagine jetpacking over a dinosaur yeah. park. Well, and it's it's Neuralink too. So like like it's meant for like, you know, fixing brain abnormalities and stuff is kind of the goal. And, and you know, machine brain interfaces and shit. But if he can make replica dinosaurs with chips in their head that make them do what you want them to do, like if I can if I can go to a park and like realize my childhood dino rider's dreams where I'm riding a dinosaur around and with like big lasers on it and playing like laser tag with a group of people on a triceratops. I could die a happy man. <laughs> um, and then uh, the, uh, I guess other big sciencey news, uh, ingenuity uh, flew. I, I don't know if you know, ingenuity is the, the, the it was basically a drone that they took to Mars with perseverance and uh, I dropped it off. It, it spent like, two weeks doing checks got it got you know it's test flights canceled a couple times due to software issues and shit but so far all of the tests they've conducted went flawlessly like it flew five meters up came back down flew up went to the right came back over went down so proof of concept wise uh it's a success we might have drones traveling around mars flying around mars and not getting stuck in the sand and shit that's wild. Uh, also, in, in in less flashy but possibly more important news, uh, they also had a successful trial run of their a unit called Moxie, that was able to take CO two and carbon monoxide out of the atmosphere and turn it into oxygen. So, is that important for like uh, not terraforming, but uh, just, but just breathing on Mars? 
creating yeah. breath- breathable so you don't have oxygen to bring in, in an so, atmosphere. Yeah, essentially, it's like a like a one cubic foot box, I think, or like two cubic feet of a box that they, that we did it. And basically, what they were saying, like you'd need, I think it was three of those, and it would if you had three of the three of those or something three times that size with that capacity, it could produce all the air one person would need. Damn. So to allow for indefinite. Get your ass to yeah, Mars. indefinite hanging out on Mars time since, uh, you know, that, that's, that's on the docket at some point here. Jeez, colonizing Mars. You think we're going to see that? You might. I probably <laughs> won't. I mean, maybe. Or maybe I'll be alive. I just won't see it. I mean, Elon Musk is not great about deadlines and keeping the deadlines he sets yeah. for himself. But uh, he keeps saying 2026, he's going to have people on Mars. That's really, really oh, soon. Wow. I don't think that's going to happen. Even if he makes like 2030, that's still fairly impressive. I imagine I'll make it till then. Damn. Eventually someone will have a baby on Mars and it'll be the first Martian. Yeah, a little, little uh, Valentine Michael Smith <laughs> action. Finally, uh, the last science thing I got, uh, a, a company called NDB, I think, Nano Diamond Battery announced that uh, they're they're kind of f- finalizing their design and they're going to have like commercial prototype or like um, industrial prototypes ready next year and and a lower power commercial prototype ready within two years, they say, of uh, a battery that uh, will last uh, approximately 28,000 years without being needing to be recharged. Hmm. That's significantly <laughs> longer than the ones we have right now. Yeah. Maybe they can put them in iPhones. Yeah, even if it did half that, it'd be impressive. The the I guess the rub on it is, uh, it basically it runs off uh, nuclear waste. So it takes it takes uh, hmm. you know like radioactive graphite isotopes from spent fuel rods and uh, puts them in a diamond shell, and the radioactive decay causes the battery to recharge itself. Well, I don't think I'll carry that around in my pocket. <laughs> so, I mean, supposedly it's well shielded and doesn't and puts off less radiation than like the, you know, cell signal your phone does now. But it is uh, that is definitely a, a bit of a caveat. Yeah. But the idea of having a phone that you would never, ever have to charge, like it would just come charged and you would never have to charge it is uh, kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, that would be convenient for sure. I'd put one of those in my iPad because when I'm when I'm drawing on that thing, it eats up a significant amount of battery. Like even though my iPad's plugged in, I've still dropped seven percent battery since we've been on this Holy call. Shit! So fuck that. Give me some radioactive waste. Uh, maybe it'll turn mm-hmm. us into superheroes as a side effect. <laughs> um. All right. And then a couple quick video game notes. There is a uh, not necessarily new. But a uh, previously canceled Castlevania game called Castlevania Resurrection for the Dreamcast has been resurrected, I guess <laughs> you could say. Ah. Uh, it was canceled back in 2000, but uh, there was a five-level demo that was, that was at the 99E3. And a dude name, named Combi Laurent uh, managed to get himself a copy of that and rip it and release it on the internet. So there's five levels of a unreleased Castlevania game for Dreamcast that you can have you played it. I'm not. I watched a video though, and it is, it's definitely kind of a work in progress, still, to a degree. Like you know, it was an E3 demo, so it's not a complete game. It's got five levels that you could pick. You know, to you know, the story's not necessarily there. It's a 3D Castlevania, and uh, you're playing as uh, some lady named Sophia. 
and it was supposed to be a prequel to uh, the original Castlevania. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like when I was doing research, I ran across something about that, or, or about there being a, a prequel to the original Castlevania where you're a female character, but I didn't remember it being Dreamcast, and I need... I'm going to check out a video. I don't have a uh, a Dreamcast emulator at present, but uh, I'm uh, I'm curious to check it out. Yeah. Since we're not getting any other new Castlevania shit, Konami. Yeah, the motherfuckers. What are you guys doing? Just trade off years. Give me a Contra. Give me a Castlevania. Give me a, uh, a Zombies Ate My Neighbors sequel. And uh, rinse and repeat. <laughs> Uh, and the final note that I got is uh, apparently there is a new grip for competitive Tetris players. Like, have you ever seen anyone play competitive Tetris? They hold nope. the, the, because they play on on classic NES controllers, and uh, they hold them all weird to try and get them to go super duper fast. And uh, oh, a fourteen year old kid in uh, New Mexico developed a new uh, fucking uh, a new technique that that he's calling rolling. That is. Uh, He's just fucking wrecking everybody now. Gotta look that one up, too. So, essentially, like, he sits it on his leg and uses two fingers to do the buttons, and then his thumb of the same hand goes over the D-pad, and he fucking taps underneath the controller super fast so that he can get the, the pieces to move left and right ultra fast. Like, he's Weird. able to get over 20 button presses per second doing that. I guess, like, la at the 2020... Tetris World Championship, he he got to the finals, but like he hadn't quite perfected it yet. Uh, but I guess now he, they're in some non-World Championship Tetris. I guess there's a lot of that. He uh, <laughs> uh, he was the first person to get to 1.3 million points on level 29 and have four Tetrises at level 29, which is fucking bonkers. I watched the video of it. It's like, holy shit. He's playing at like the top level, like level 29, top speed. And uh, he does better than I do on, like, level one. It's fucking insane. 14-year-old <laughs> kid. Yeah, Tetris has never been my game anyway, so I, I think it'll just sort of boggle my mind, like the same way people playing top songs on Guitar Hero on Expert yeah. can handle that shit. I'm just like, it, I, it, doesn't, it does not make sense to me. My eyeballs don't move that fast. My brain doesn't process oh, yeah. that and, fast. And apparently it's a young man's game because, like, I looked at the finals for the 2020 Tetris World Championship, only one of the people in the final eight was over eight, 18 years old. Holy shit. There was like 13 and 14 year olds <laughs> and one dude that was 23 was the oldest person in the finals. It's like, all right, apparently we're too old for this shit. <laughs> Our joints are all creaky. <laughs> of course, all those kids are probably going to have carpal tunnel by 25. Um, all right. So recommendations. Yeah, sure. We had spoken ahead on the episode and I hadn't thought of anything, but um, I'm going to throw uh, one quick recommendation out and then, you know, I'm going to recommend two things. Yeah, that, that, that was the short way of saying what I was trying to say. A podcast I've been listening to lately is called Operation Midnight Climax by, um, by iHeart. And it's, you know, more along the lines of like a true crime podcast, which I don't really listen to ever, but for some reason I heard an advertisement and it caught my eye, but it's the true story of uh, George White, who was, who was a narcotics officer in like the 40s, 50s, 60s, and he worked with the CIA and he was a part of like MK Ultra and all like the LSD experimentation oh, and trying to figure out, you know, uh, truth serum sort of things and like 
he was one despicable dude. And uh, yeah, I listened to the first six episodes that are out right now, and it's really good. Is it like documentary or like audio drama? Um, documentary for the most part. Like it's it's mostly narration, but there are bits of like like there there is somebody cast as the voice of George White doing things, you know. So the, yeah, it's got a, it's got a bit of both. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I want to recommend is our comic book, uh, that if this is your first time, you've never heard about it. If you're a loyal listener, then hopefully you don't mind hearing about <laughs> it again. Um, space oddities, number one, it is out to the masses. Like we touched on earlier. Um, we've got it in a, uh, in a few local stores in Sacramento. We're at uh, a one comics, uh, Roseville and empires comics, uh, vault in Sacramento. And we're soon to be in, a1 Comics Sacramento, too. I just have to take the books over there. It's also available online. It's on it's on Drive-Thru Comics right now, and it will be on Comixology shortly. Yeah, submitted for approval. I know they they've got they've got a process that takes a little a uh, little longer. Uh, but yeah, it's been a lot of a lot of fun getting that going. I'm but I am I am good and ready to get going on issue number two like the whole business of issue number one has burnt me out and i have just been fucking itching to to create and like it's it's jazzed me up in a way that that it's like i've been reading comics in a more like ravenous way lately where i'm just like ah, i need more comics you know like like i'm just consuming everything i can i fucking bought the first trade of uh, akira yesterday i've never oh, read the uh the actual manga yeah neither have i and I'm, I'm like you know what yeah let's do it why not it's comics it's legendary <laughs> let's let's get some comics i fucking love comics you know so yeah i'm really stoked the last like four months well hell five months have been all just like the yeah, the business of putting a comic book out, the logistics of it, and uh, yeah, that part's not nearly as fun. No, yeah. Imagine where I could have been if we if the, if this thing was like an enterprise, the level where we like had somebody managing that for us. Yeah, we could be prepping the issue two Kickstarter right now. Oh, oh though, uh, uh, no part of me is looking forward to another Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, it was really cool. I'm stoked we did it, but man, it was uh it was a lot. Yeah. So, the more the more copies of issue number 1 you buy, the less we're going to have to do for yeah. Kickstarter. Make it happen, folks. <laughs> um all right, so both of my recommendations cuz I also came with two. How dare you. But both of mine are podcasts. The first one is a brand new podcast uh from the folks that uh retired from drinkopedia they've uh they kind of got sick of forcing themselves to drink for every show oh, and uh, they started a pop culture quiz panel show called gate leapers where they they like pick a fandom of some sort and uh matt does his signature you know a bunch of silly games and trivia stuff and uh they have it's the, the you know the same three matt audra and jason Plus, they have a guest on each time, and they like their first episode's out. It's on the MCU, and uh, it's fucking great. Go listen to that shit. Yeah, I will. Uh, and then my second one is a show called uh, Florida Men on Florida Man, and it's I think five guys. There's a lot of a lot of people on that show. It's a lot of guys. Yeah, and um, 
and like their shtick is kind of like, you know, they talk about the crazy shit Florida man does and, and kind of make fun of it. But they also kind of dive into like, they do like a little feature on like someone famous from Florida and some little interesting bit of Florida, either history or lore or, you know, like, uh, like, was it, uh, the swamp, the, I don't know. Uh, skunk bear or whatever, or somewhere. Man, yeah, bear, man pig. bear pig, but, uh, so they, they kind of hit all the different bits of Florida and, uh, they're really funny. Like they've got, they've got like, just like a really good comedic chemistry with each other. And uh, I found myself laughing regularly while listening to it. So I'm going to add oh, them to my rotation. Is it, is it skunk ape? Skunk ape. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I have heard that term. Yeah, it's, it's like the, I didn't it's know like where it the came Bigfoot from. of the Everglades. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would recommend both of those. Uh, uh, they're fucking good. You yeah, like them. They're good. I like it. All right. Excellent. Well, it's uh, it's good to be back, even though I was ill-prepared and ill-energized, man. Uh, but uh, here we are. So we're back. Deal with it. Um, if you want to let us know how everything went today, uh, keep it to yourself. No, just kidding. Um, you can find us on uh, social medias, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, Twitter, Geek Explore Pod. You can shoot us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Or you can call 916 ORC TURD. That is 916 O R C T U R D. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Yeah. And if uh, you enjoyed the show or any of our others and you want to tell us how you think, uh, you should do what these people did. We got reviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go review us on on Podchaser or uh, iTunes because uh, we've got some new ones to give you. Um, all right, so first up here we've got uh, Jimmy S on uh, on the old the old iTunes where uh, at least on mobile they're cutting off the the headline for it, so it it, it at least says incredible podcast for all. T-. So I'm not sure how that was how that sentence was going to end but that is a five star review it says first of all the sound quality and back and forth between john and ben is top notch Ooh, he gave me top billing take that <laughs> i'm seriously impressed by how dialed in they are with their back and forth as well as the format if you are even remotely interested in all things geek this is the easiest addition to your podcast rotation you'll ever hear oh, with an exclamation nice. that's, that's a good review i like that I know, yeah. Thank you very much, Jimmy S. I'm going to assume that his name is Jimmy Super Rad Guy. That's what the S stands for. Yeah, James Super yeah. Rad Guy. <laughs> uh, and then we got one on Podchaser from Zach. Uh, says, uh, I'm proud to be a geek, and I love this show. Every episode is different, but they're all entertaining. Highly recommend. I presume it's supposed to say, highly recommend. <laughs> oh, you know, I think that was the one I read a, a little while back. Thank you, Zach. Um, next up... We've got one more on the on the old iTunes. Uh, it is a five star review labeled "so good!" exclamation point. I love pointing out exclamation points because well, otherwise it's like it's you know, so it's 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 so good. Like you know, he, he maybe he's got his hand real close to the ground. It's it's so good. Somebody could have like sarcastically been saying "so good" and like put ellipses there, but I could just read it like a jerk is like "so <laughs> good." But um, no, this one this one meant it. Um, it says, just found this podcast. So glad I did. Both of those had exclamation points. Uh, the hosts discuss such interesting topics and uh, and leaving me wanting to hear more. Check it out. And another exclamation point. Holy crap. Thank you for all the exclamations. That is from 
SMC Cardi 84. Or maybe it's, oh, maybe it's S. McCarty. McCarty. There's two C's in a row, so I wasn't sure uh, exactly. How, yeah, but I bet, I, I'm guessing it is S. S. McCarty. McCarty. Probably stands like for super, super rad, rad guy, guy McCarty. McCarty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you uh, want to be cool like uh, those super rad guys, leave us a review and we'll read it here on this very show. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we, we've got uh, merch available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And our theme song, as always, is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Bye, everyone. Adios.